Every time you hear these horns, it's the panel on RNZ National, and it's wonderful to be with you. Wallace Chapman here. Now, uh, State Highway 1 Southern Motorway, uh, truck trailer debris on State Highway 1 that's blocking the right two northbound lanes just before the tuck of the new off-ramp. And the latest on that is the right lane northbound is still currently blocked. That's just prior to the tuck of the new off-ramp there. Today, Prime Minister Chris Hipkins has said that New Zealand's nuclear-free stance was brought up in meetings with the United States and Papua New Guinea. We kick off after four with the, the Prime Minister's PNG visit. And today, this afternoon, Racing Minister Kieran McNulty has released a report into Greyhound Racing saying the status quo is no longer viable and the industry must either shut down or face strict conditions that after four also. And speaking out over the mental health of tradies today, on average, 54 tradespeople take their own life every year. We talk about that on the panel. Also on the panel... When we put clothes into one of those clothing bins, what happens to them? It's something I've always wanted to know. Where do they go? We talk about that. And I got an email from someone who said, please talk about this. Why don't we give people a good send-off anymore when visiting a house? That there was a time when if you visited upon leaving, they would come to your car and wave goodbye as you drove away. But now people close the door behind them and you're on the own. What's happened to the, the etiquette of saying goodbye uh, when you're a visitor? With me this afternoon, oh, by the way, text me 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me this afternoon, Julia Hartley-Moore, licensed private investigator. Julia, welcome. Hello. Thank you, Wallace. It's a pleasure to have you here, Julia. Also, Steve McCabe, lecturer at MIT. Kia ora, Steve. Kia ora, Wallace. How are you? I am very well indeed. Now, by the way, uh, you can listen online anytime you like to the panel at rnz.co.nz forward slash the panel. The episodes are all there. But to this, the issue of potholes still ever present. A Northland woman's car was so badly damaged after it had a series of potholes, one of the airbags was deployed and the vehicle now unroadworthy, reports the Northern Advocate. Whangarei resident Danielle Gordon had her three-month-old son in the car with her. This has been a long, months-long issue. It's almost becoming a political issue. Well, let's go back to John Baird, Pothole Northland Watch. John, how are you? Thanks, Cameron. Good to, Very, good to talk to you. Good to have you here. Wallace here. John, look, just it just goes to show how serious the pothole problem can be, huh? You've got this quite a serious problem. Airbags deployed, three months old son in the car. Yeah, look, I think this is a particularly bad case. Um, and it's disturbing at a couple of levels, both because it's affected that family substantially in the situation they're in. Um, but it's also disturbing because those potholes have been there for a long time. Um, and I, I don't know exactly how long Wallace, but um, I'd say it's a good couple of years and mm. might be longer. Um, and what we get is temporary fixes. But in that case, what we've also had is an attempt, in fact, I think two attempts to fix them properly that have clearly failed. Um, now, this is very typical for us up here of State Highway 10, because you'll know, and I'm sure your listeners will, that State Highway 1 up here is closed. 
So State Highway 10 is now State Highway 1, effectively, and the road is just not cut out for the heavy transport. It's not coping. And the bond, yep. And this, this is so. This incident happened uh, early on the on the way up State Highway 10. So, but look, we've got patches like that. Um, I would say that are equally bad, probably 10 to 15, but many others that are oh dear also can be dangerous. I uh, can only imagine how dangerous they can be. Julia, have you encountered? Um, potholes in roads in your uh, in a moment of driving? Oh, Wallace, that was actually what my, I've been thinking was going to be about was potholes, to be fair. Um, and I've noticed, well, we've always had bad roads out here and they seem to fix them every year and then every year they need to refix them. But the thing is, what I noticed was, and I, when I read Danielle's story, how she came across that, she didn't even see that pothole. You're just there, you're on top of them. It's too late to even swerve or do anything. Um, out here, I've noticed after the floods and the rain we've had, there's all these potholes, just little ones, but getting bigger and little groups of them. And, you know, just n- not a couple in one area, but you go along the road because, look, I'm on a rural road, I'm, you know, sort of semi-rural. And um, it's the roads, the, the roads are bad and they're always, always out here fixing them. But okay. they don't ever fix them. Yeah, all right. Stay there, John. Uh, we'll come back to you. Let's bring Stephen. Well, I mean, first of all, I'll just mention the fact that I was in England last month um, with my wife, Debbie, and, and she was commenting on just how atrocious the quality of the roads in England were. And this is driving around cities like Manchester, big, big major cities. Uh, yeah, there are problems here. I'm not trying to um, minimise it. What I will say is this is part of a larger problem in New Zealand. We want things fixed. We want services provided. We don't like to pay higher taxes to get them. This is the dilemma we find ourselves in. We could get all this fixed if we're willing to pay for it. Wakakotahi have a budget. They are stretched and they're not prioritising this. The, the solution is fund Wakakotahi better, but we well, won't do that. Well, let's throw those comments back to John. You've heard Julia there and uh, Steve. John? Oh, yeah, look, um, this does get political at um, this stage in the election cycle, and uh, there's some very strong feelings that get expressed on um, my little pothole group. Um, I What I'd also say is uh, I think we would all say that Wakakotahi could do better with the money that they have. Um, and we would also say that in most cases our local councils could do better with the money that they have. Bearing in mind this is um, not just Waka Katahi, it's also what our councils fund. Right. Um, we would also say that in most cases contractors could do a better job. Um, and look, there's a lot of people, we're a small community, a lot of people work for the contractors, doesn't mean any of them are bad people doesn't mean that they uh, do bad work all the time, but it's very, very clear the feedback from the group is contractors could do a better job, council could spend the money better, and Waka Katahi could spend the money they've already got better. Uh, feedback, 18 months ago I had a pothole travelling north. It cost me 1500 to have the chassis in my car straightened. My car literally dropped into the hole with, with a massive thud. Dangerous and so expensive for uh, motorists to repair. Uh, in your view, uh, John, you've mentioned a couple of things there. Is it the quality of the roads, the amount of traffic, or indeed the huge volume of rain that you've had? Oh, look, the reality is it's... it's um, I'm going to say it's 
three things. It is the quality of the roads. Look, a lot of these roads were formed um, over 100 years ago in their base state. The substrate that we've got in some parts of the country, and it's very true of Northland, is not great for building roads on. No. Uh, and what Waka Katahi will say to you is potholes are caused by degradation of the surface of the road. And that's about the uh, bitumen tarsiel losing its flexibility and becoming permeable. Um, so we've got a backlog now of um, a tarsiel bitumen that hasn't been retained adequately. Yeah. We've got subsidence, we've got water problems. Um, all of that is the reality of, of what's driving it. But I want to mention one other thing. Yes. Um, when we... In- and I think myself unpopular with truckies, um, when we increase the um, GVM for trucks, um, almost all advice was against doing that. And when we sit in Northland, the big change that's happened for us is we have, you know, we never used to see a logging truck, right? Now we see them all the time. Um, so we have logging trucks and Fonterra trucks but particularly the logging ones, heavy trucks on roads that are not fit for purpose, have not been maintained, and are getting saturated by the increased rain we're having. It's um, roads that are really under pressure. Hard job. Hey, very good to have you on the programme. Needless to say, a lot of feedback about the potholes. Um, stay in touch and... Uh, We'll, uh, we'll come back to you another time, John. That's um, John Beard there from Pothole Northland. Um, yeah, big response here. Yeah, very good. Forget the potholes. They're so busy trying to make our roads passable. The potholes have to wait for drier weather. Otherwise, they keep recurring, uh, says um, someone here. And quite a response regarding... Uh, how do you say goodbye to people once they leave the house? Wallace, I'm 38. Feel like that I may be one of the few people who take their guests to their cars. My grandpa does it with me. I learned it from him because these days someone was saying to me that you just wave goodbye at the door. What happened to the days when you'd go down to the car and wait till the car left? I'm sure that Steve and Julia have got thoughts to say on that. Anyway, it is time for I've Been Thinking. Julia Hartley-Moore, what's been on your mind in the last week that you can share with us? I've just been thinking about potholes, so don't worry about me. We've just talked about potholes. Let Steve have his say. Well, what else can you add? Because you do have time. Have you been really affected by potholes at Marite High? Well, it's it's that Whitford Marite High Road. Well, it's right actually from... um, the botany, the the botany junction area. As you're coming through, you're going through the, the last set of lights before we hit that rural road where there's no lights, traffic lights. Mm. Um, that's where I, you know, came upon my first little bunch of potholes. Um, so, and they have got worse, but we it's particularly bad out here. And yet we don't have big trucks trundling up and down. We we might have the odd one, but it's not like we're a big highway, a massive highway. So. I just think they're not actually fixed properly when they're fixed. The road isn't actually fixed. Julia, thank you very much. Steve McCabe, I've been thinking. Well, I've been thinking about co-governance recently because it's been something that's been kicked around a fair bit um, politically. But the union that I belong to, Tehotu Kahurangi, the tertiary education union, has actually been doing something about it. Quite some years ago, Dr. Wanna Jackson um, challenged us to introduce 
um, co-governance as part of a a Tiriti based audit of of the union's operations that he he conducted several years ago, and the culmination of this was last week at our national conference when we became I think the first union in the world, certainly in Aotearoa, uh, to formally adopt a a co-governance model. Now, on on a practical, everyday level, it might not make a huge difference to the way that we operate, except for the fact that we'll go from one uh, national president to two, one one being um, Tangata Senua, one being Tangata Tiriti. But what it will do in underpinning that is set out the fact that that our union now is going to be operating on um, the principles of tetirity, of equal partnership between um, Maori and uh, Tangata Tiriti. Dr. Moana Jackson came and gave you an address a few years ago and this is born out of that. Exactly. So there's been a lot of work being done over this over several years. Unanimous? Sadly, not quite, no. There's always going to be some pushback on something like this, unfortunately. Uh, and as this was being debated, I felt like asking pe- asking um, the people who are opposing it, what exactly are you afraid of? What do you think that Maori are going to do that's going to harm you? Why are you afraid of this? And, and for the life of me, I can't think of any reason why not. This is what New Zealand is. Aotearoa is a bicultural country, uh, and we do have equal partnership in many aspects of life and all we did was simply recognize this fact and i feel like it was like probably a bit overdue very good thank you very much uh steve mccabe there also julia hartley more with us uh this tuesday afternoon yeah uh philippa says i do try always to wave goodbye until folk are out of sight years ago i began to observe this ritual and it is so important it's very rude to actually hear the slam of the door not only do i make an effort but I make sure the family line up to, <laughs> to wave, or at least are present. Yes, this is good manners. So, yeah, to the, to the got, servants too. That's got people to, Well, yeah, it's got people talking. Anyway, uh, wonderful to hear your feedback about potholes and other things. Uh, stay tuned to the panel. There's much to discuss, including this announcement on greyhound racing after four.